Building wealth isn't just about hustle and grind. Every day, huge deals are being made, businesses and properties are changing hands, and a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward. If you want to be part of that small group of people, then this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. And with me today, my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks a bunch, Jim. Uh, We've got a little bit of a... Uh, life happening in real time, uh, recording here going on, right? Absolutely. As we speak, I am just turning on Alligator Alley in the uh, beautiful state of Florida, which uh, was uh, uh, hit pretty hard last week, Nick, with Hurricane Ian um, that turned right into uh, uh, my location and a little bit north of me, but. Uh, the the uh, world headquarters for Crate Tailwind has had a little bit of a damage to it, so we are adjusting. Yeah, I mean, uh, a week ago uh, Wednesday, so we're recording a week later. Um, you know, those who don't know it, I mean, Jim talks to the guys on the team. Um, Jim and I communicate uh, quite often throughout each day, and uh, about w- late Wednesday afternoon, as the hurricane made landfall there just a, a couple miles from, from your house. Uh, we didn't hear from you for, I don't know, 48 hours. Um, it was definitely a little dicey there and, uh, you guys were, 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 uh, fighting through it, but here you are, you're back. Absolutely. And you know what, I mean, it's, uh, you know, where you guys stayed last, uh, Thanksgiving with the Atkins and the Zimbar, that, house is no longer on this earth and is gone man and it is amazing and at our house we had over 150 mile an hour wind and the wind we would have been fine with but it was that storm surge and nick i remember them saying when they said you know 12 to 18 foot potential not the forecast but potential now not very many things in life ever reach their potential but i gotta give it the hurricane ian they reached their potential and it's not funny and i'm, I'm not trying to make light of it because sure. people lost their lives in my sure. county i mean i talked to a, a gentleman yesterday that his neighbor drowned and i almost had to go try to go back in i would have needed a boat by the way mm. um it, it was it was pretty scary this is it, it's it's no it's no joke this is uh and I haven't been watching the news, so um, I haven't had power, haven't had water, haven't had uh, any of those things. So really haven't been watching what's happening on the news. So I'm probably in the dark a little bit more than most people. Yeah. But I can tell you, experiencing it firsthand, um, I I probably would have evacuated sooner uh, knowing what I know now. 
Yeah. And, and, and you touched on something important. Uh, listen, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that has been affected by the storm. Um, I can't imagine the, the fear uh, that gripped people as, as that storm kept turning. Um, frankly, with almost uh, without prediction um, and, and made landfall. I mean, it's easy to sit and say, well, why didn't, why didn't Jim and why didn't so many people evacuate? Um, you know, you and I were communicating extensively and, and that storm was going to head up and hit between Tallahassee and Tampa. You know, by the time they were asking you all to evacuate, and I don't remember if you tell telling me this, but you know, they're like, Oh, you can't go across alligator alley. Cause that might flood 75 was already bumper to bumper traffic. Uh, gas stations were already saying they were out of gas and it wasn't supposed to be a direct hit. And, um, you know, you kind of get boxed in and a lot of people, unfortunately lost their, their lives and their livelihood, uh, because of that. And that, that's, that's terrible. I mean, they actually had to turn people around during the evacuation at one point because, uh, you don't want to get stuck out in the open. Um, I mean, it's just truly a no win situation for so many people and, and our, our hearts go out to, to everyone affected like that. Well, you know, across alligator alley, uh, Nick, it's, it's, this is normally about an hour drive um, when you go about 130. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's about an hour drive across Alligator Alley. About, but okay. um, it was four and a half hours and there were uh, tornadoes yeah. down there. So it's kind of like, okay, which one do you choose? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to rather, I'm going to go in with my house and stay in my house uh, and with 150 mile an hour wind versus be in my car with a tornado so um but there aren't any easy decisions and there aren't any um easy solutions when something like this happens and uh as you already know nick this is my second 500 year event i know that i look old on camera but (laughs) i'm only 57 and again i went to public school so my math skills are not exceptional but I don't know how the math works on two 500 year events <laughs> in, in the last uh, 12 years. Okay? Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, to everybody listening, listen, we're not going to talk about uh, Jim's story here uh, for 30 minutes. So please stay tuned here. What we're going to, what we're going to talk about is uh, that life happens, right? Um, yeah, exactly. People are going to, going to have life happens. Mm-hmm things all day, every day. Uh, it just so happens that the host of breakaway wealth here ha- had, had one that everyone knows about. Right. And, um, you know, what I appreciate at one point, um, I, I actually texted Jim, I think maybe on Friday night, um, when, when everybody knew you, you and the family were good, it was like, well, I'm, I'm grateful that you're one resilient SOB, I think was my text. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, what we're, gonna, that so what, what we're going to talk about today actually is um, what do you do in a crisis and, and what do you do? How do you handle ad- adversity? Um, Jim and I actually saw each other uh, a couple of days ago and, w- and we were just talking with a mutual friend of ours um, a- about this. And then uh, in our, in our devotional today, um, this was actually the theme and it was, I mean, it's not by chance, right? That we were scheduled to to have this conversation, and that was our devotional. So we're going to just kind of wind all this uh, together. Uh, so, Jim, what 
Uh, why don't you start off uh, kind of just sharing what you were what you were talking about with our good friend Josh the other night uh, and, and kind of the uh, what do you do in a crisis situation? Because there, there are some stages of the stages of this, right? Yeah, and I think they're similar to stages of grief, right? I mean, you know, everybody talks about there's the stages of grief, that cycle. Well, the first thing that you do, like when something hits like this hurricane and it damages and, um, and again, like you said, we're not going to talk about my story so much, but my house got water, my car is, uh, totaled and destroyed. And, um, you know, basically we're, we're, we're having to throw out a lot of our possessions, right. Yep. Okay? And they're just possessions. They can be replaced. And, um, you know, like somebody said to me earlier, you know, nobody has cancer, nobody died. Right. So in our yep. family, so. So thank God for that. We are grateful. We feel blessed. So what happens is you have this denial. Well, hey, it's not, you know, it's not going to hit us. And then even when the event's happening, you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe my house was okay. Maybe the water didn't get that high. Yeah. And then, and then you start to slowly accept that it did happen, right? And it happened to you. Yeah. And then you still fight like the reality of it. Yeah. You know, no, you're going to have to tear out your floors. You're going to have to tear out your cabinets. You're going to tear out drywall. And then you hit the reality of this supply chain because of COVID. Right. Yeah. And you hit the reality of 30 weeks to get cabinets. Well, 30 weeks again, I'm not great at math, but that's about seven months. <laughs> so you start to accept. Right. And, and that acceptance is important because what follows acceptance is when you start to fight back. That's when the resiliency comes in and you say, you know what? Okay. Um, we're going to, here's the, here's the to do. Here are the action steps. We're going to make progress every day. Maybe today we're just going to rest because it's, you know, it's consuming at times. So we didn't have water. We didn't have power, all of these things. We, and we had food going bad in our, so we just took it all out. Our grill was working because we had gas. We, you know, grilled up a bunch of food, took it around the neighborhood. Hey, you want a chicken breast? Hey, you want a cheeseburger? Whatever it was, <laughs> because people were hungry. We didn't have yeah. a lot of food readily available. So sure. you, you have to take action. Like we've talked about before on the show and in other things is the first step is to take action. Okay, here's my checklist. Here's what I need to do. If I make these, if I do these steps today, am I going to feel better about what I'm doing? So then, so you take action and then something kind of magical happens is you get this fire and the fire comes from not letting this situation win, whatever that adversity is, I'm not letting it win. Right. And, and, and then you have to think, I'm going to be bigger, better, and I'm going to step up, not step down as I, as I, as I come out of this adversity. So it's funny that we're talking right now, Nick, because I'm literally driving in my new car because my (laughs) car was totaled and I got a nicer car. I got one step up and two years newer than my last car. And you know, I could have said, well, you know what, I'm gonna, maybe I should just get something less just for now. And, but no, okay. Like, like all of my electronics to do our zoom meetings, podcast recordings were fried. 
Well, I just got shipping confirmation that tomorrow all my stuff's being delivered and it's all upgraded. It's yeah. all newer, upgraded, a better set, uh, setup than I had before. And I had a great setup, as you know, yeah. but even more. I went and rented an office tomorrow because I can't not serve our community and not serve people and showing them financial freedom. I mean, that's, that's in my blood. It's in your blood. So we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to up our game. We're not going to hide. We're not going to pout. We're not going to complain and why me and all this other stuff. We're going to use it to motivate us to serve our community better and take it to the next level. Yeah. I love it. And that, that's just what it is. I mean, we talk about, you know, we're, we're great friends with the co-author of the 12 week year, right? What's the first thing we talk about in there and that's vision. And, and you said something yep. and you and I were talking the other night that, you know, unfortunately there's some people there that are elderly that they, they feel like they've literally lost everything, including their will to live. And, and you were like, I can't wrap my mind around that. And what, what I said is, well, yeah, but you have a vision like these people, those people don't have a vision of why they would uh, have resiliency and persist through this so that they could fulfill that vision. Well, your vision is strong. Like we're, you, you joke all the time, you're halfway. Right. And so you're not right. sort of arrived. Right. So, Hey, like, this is just yeah. hey, your second 500 year event. Like, Hey, just keep, by the way, Jim, keep those away from me. All right. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> we've had, we've had our own adversity in the house as, as, as you well know, but that uh, I, don't, I don't want that stuff. So, you know, but you got to have a strong vision. And, and if, if part of your triage is, Hey, am I okay? Right. That's okay to take that yeah. time to do that. But then, Hey, everybody's good. Now what's my why? My why is my vision. Why am I yeah. getting up? Hey, well, I'm in my house. I got four kids and a wife that are counting on me to not lay around licking my wounds. Right. You, you've yeah. got this, you've got this band of people around you that are counting on you uh, expressing your unique ability and teaching financial freedom. There's tons of people that know and don't know you yet that are, uh, that are counting on you. Right. And that's your unique ability. And you're, you're ready to, to do that. Now you got to take time to take care of yourself. Sometimes, sometimes the guy that just all he does is help people. And I'm saying this to the audience. Sometimes the guy that is helping only knows how to help everyone else needs to accept a little bit of help so they can get back to helping everyone. Right. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's your challenge but, is asking, asking for help a little bit when you need it. But, you know, you've made a lot of progress over these last couple of days and you said something there. So we talk about, you know, measuring our progress. Well, how do you do that? Just a reminder to everyone, if, if you've never heard this before is it's as simple as, Hey, just write down a few wins at the end of the day. You know, like you, you and I have said yep. a lot of times these last few days, Hey, you're making progress, but it's so vital. Like the spirit in your voice has, has turned from, Holy crap. What just happened to, all right, we're coming out of this. Like, look, you, you got the new car today. You got all this new stuff. Like things are going to be better in the next season. Right. And it's going to be better tomorrow. So that's, that rolls right into something that I want to touch on here, Jim. Um, I want to give credit to, to the author of our devotional today. Her name's Deborah Smith pages. She's a former, uh, 
Fortune 500 executive and uh, author, a best-selling author multiple times over. But she she went through the strategies for handling adversity. And Jim, um, I just loved, frankly, the first one. And, and she just says, maintain a, a good attitude, right? Um, life right. is short. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it's about how we think it's okay to grieve. It's okay to, to be sad about something, right? It's okay to say, yep. damn, I, I really liked that car. I really didn't want to throw away that golf bag, like whatever, like, Hey, but you flip that script pretty quickly. What, what, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think that it's like, um, the way that we wrap up our show every, every week is, um, it's, uh, Earl Nightingale. I mean, it's what you think about matters, right? It, what you think about you will become. So yeah. if you have a bad attitude, then you'll have bad results. And it's all about your attitude. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It's your, how you, your attitude towards what happens to you. And, you know, there, there are so many people out there that they let that get them down and let, they let it get them back in the herd. Like, well, you know what? I was, I, man, I was almost there, Nick. And now this is going to set me back. And now I just, you know, maybe I just need to focus on saving money. Maybe I need to focus on doing my job. You know, like, and, and, and they, they, I don't want to say they give up, but they just get down. And you got to have the right attitude, which is you can't let something beat you, right? I mean, you have to think, how am I going to, uh, you know, Victor Frankl talks about tragic optimism. We talked about that last, uh, last couple of weeks yeah. is that's having the right attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's like, Hey, things happen to us. It's how we respond to it. And, um, it's, you know, we talk about it sometimes is, you know, quitting's a habit. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta push that away, focus on the good, focus on that vision, have a good attitude. And, and take action, like you said. Uh, the next thing uh, Deborah talks about is she said, "Believe in the God who resides within you." She said, "These challenges are going to happen." But I love this because a lot of people get wrapped up in what I'm about ready to say when they talk about their their job that it's their identity. Identity. These challenges don't define you. One iota. Right. right? You could could you control what way Ian turned? last week absolutely not no absolutely not like it is just what we do going forward right the adversity is the experience and within all this adversity there is tremendous opportunity right so yeah it, it all resides in you you have all the strength that you need to persevere through this you just gotta do it right uh anything to add to that yeah, well, it, it you know kind of ties together because if you don't have the vision, then you don't really know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? And you don't have any motivation. So if you if you have a vision and you're grateful and you're you know uh, then then you'll find the strength. God will give you the strength. And and you know the you can't sit there and go, well, why did God let that happen? Why did God let me know? That's not how it works. Right. Like what you have to say is, you know, thank God I'm alive. Thank God. This I mean, like, think of all the positives. Again, that's the tragic optimism is where is the optimism 
in every situation. And, and I think that if you have faith, it's a lot easier to focus on the big picture. It's a lot easier to pray and say, thank you for keeping my family safe. Not God, what did I do? This was, and you can't think, okay, was, is this, you know, a punishment? No, there's no punishment when somebody gets sick or, I mean, it's not God punishing you. Yeah. And that's the old Testament. If you haven't read the new Testament, the old Testament <laughs> is the problem. The new Testament is the solution, right? So, you know, if you haven't read the new Testament, let us know. We'll send you one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, the next one is uh, Deborah says we need to rely on, on our support network. And so this is just perfect. Uh, tell us what you did. Like you turned to someone down there in the middle of that storm looking for a place to protect you and your family. Uh, tell, tell us what you did. Yeah, well, you know, we were playing Monopoly. Uh, I'd like to say I was winning, but uh, my 13 year old was probably a little bit ahead of me. Uh, but I was making a mad comeback and she made a couple of deals that she probably shouldn't have. And that's, that's, that's my, other than a certain six year old in Louisville, normally I can make deals with anybody, but, uh, a little six year old at the Costco house, that's a lot tougher than make deals with than most people. But anyway, uh, we're playing Monopoly in the dark, but we have flashlights, right? So we're having fun. And, uh, we, we took a, a little break and I went outside and I saw that the water raised like six inches while I was out there. I said, you know what? We need to leave. So as we're leaving and probably in about two and a half feet of water um, and coming in fast, um, we went to uh, uh, a great friend of ours, uh, the Lytle's house, and they have a generator and they're like, yeah, just come over here. And I said, you know what? Ted, uh, I think we're in danger here. So like, get in my car, let's go check it out. I mean, I mean, like right now, and then uh, let's make a decision, right? So if you think in the middle of a situation, am I thinking clearly? Do I have the right um, ideas? Am I taking the right action? You've got to get help, <laughs> excuse me, to validate that. You know, it could be a guide, like when you're doing infinite banking or trying to create financial freedom. Like, am I making the right decision? Let me just ask. And so I just wanted a second opinion. So I went there and he was like, okay, we got to leave. And I was, and I was in total agreement. We got to get out of the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And, and so you all got someplace safe, right. For the night. Uh, eventually. Yeah. So we went to his office building, commercial construction, second floor, and we watched 150 mile an hour wind. That's crazy. Well, and and that's, that's what it, that's what we need. All right. In a time of crisis, it could be, it could be a spouse. It could be your kids, right? Like they're, you know, we joke all the time. There's no free lunches in our house, right? Like, Hey, you're part of the team. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but we dig into yep. that. All right. we got a couple more from, from, uh, Deborah. And she says that her next, her next tip is don't be overly critical of yourself, uh, in, in things. Um, you're not a failure, Jim, because your house got wrecked. Right. 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 Yeah. It doesn't define your, your value, your self-worth, any of that. Um, if anything, she says, uh, you're going to be wiser in, in the future. Right. Um, here's, yep. the, here's the, the fun thing. She rolls right into her next one and she says, don't be afraid to accept responsibility. And you know, when I read that this morning, Jim, I thought of, uh, the one and only Jocko Willink talking about, um, 
uh, well, shoot, drawing a blank. Extreme ownership. Uh, extreme ownership. Yeah. Um, and you know that's that's sometimes in a crisis that can be liberating, right? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, first of all, it is always liberating to take ownership of whatever the situation is because then nobody else can blame you because you're yeah. taking ownership. But you know, like I could say, you know. I could have done what the people in Tampa were doing. And if it was projected to come to my house, by the way, I would have, yeah. but I could have put sandbags out and, and I got two inches of, you know, and I don't know about two inches. My wife says that it, we had more water in the house, but you know, I, I could have put sandbags out and maybe I could have protected my house. Maybe yeah. my neighbors could have done that. You know, like there's all kinds of uh, Monday morning quarterback ideas that you could say you can blame yourself right sure. and that's just that those negative attitudes are not productive right you right. it's it's like this let's say that i'm playing football let's say i'm tom brady and and uh rob gronkowski and i throw the ball to rob gronkowski and it and it hits him in the face mask and he drops the ball like he doesn't catch it but i know it's a great throw because it hit him in the face mask well, yeah. i got two choices I can come over there and I can say, I can cuss him out and say, how can you not catch that ball? That was a perfect throw. I did everything right. And you dropped the ball right yeah. now. Or I could come up and I could say, Hey, you know, happens, right? I'm going to come back to you on this next play, catch the ball. And I throw him a bad pass. He grabs it with one hand and takes it for a touchdown. Now the ladder is a winning team. And that's the winning formula in the prior is the formula for a losing team and no team spirit and no yeah. team growth. And so you can't, you, you, you know, like it's, there's no criticism in adversity. You react, but, but you also have to react like not, not just react. You have to respond. So the more time that you have to think you make the best decisions you can, and then you live with them. And that's one of the things that Jocko talks about in his great book, Extreme Ownership, is he's making decisions and people are going to die. Sure. Right? And if you make a decision not to evacuate or to evacuate, you're doing it to protect your family. Right? Sure. You're doing it like what you think. During this whole thing, Nick, there were people at the Fort Myers Pier, which is not there anymore. Wow. And they were in the water. They were in the water. These these young guys, three uh, men, because women are a lot smarter than men. So they was not. There was no women out there swimming in this water, but they were there and were watching it. And I'm thinking to myself, we're going to watch these guys die. Wow! Because the the waves were so powerful. That was about two thirty. By three thirty, those guys would have been dead out there. There's no way they couldn't even got to where they were. Wow. Well, okay. You make the best decisions you can, and then you live with them, and you and you don't beat yourself up. Exactly. You just say, "I made the decision that I made. Now I, I either uh, uh, I, I move on, take ownership." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that. All right. So, Deborah, the the last the last uh, tip she talks about is don't neglect self care. Okay. Now, Jim, could you support your family? and those around you if you didn't take care of yourself uh, in these times right now? Absolutely not. No. No, and you know what's funny about that, Nick, is 
obviously Thursday morning last week, uh, as, as you know, I go to this uh, functional training um, at Matterhorn Fitness in Bonita Springs, uh, and I go at 7 a.m. Well, last week they were closed, right, after the hurricane. Yep. And um, I got quite a bit of a workout uh, pulling wet uh, area rugs and everything else out of the house. So I'm not saying I didn't work out, Nick, because I uh, you would not have wanted to have been around me after about six hours of that. But um, starting this week, my 7 a.m. workouts were back on. And, yeah. you know, I kind of like part of me thought, should I be going and working out? Uh, absolutely, I should, because it's that self-care. There was, it was either Saturday or Sunday, and the days have gone, kind of blended together, Nick. But I said to everybody in my house, I said, I have to rest. I think it was Sunday. I have to rest this afternoon. Yeah. If I didn't, I'm probably going to get sick, probably going to be not as effective. So we've been, I mean, it's the same cycle when you're going through adversity. It's the run rest cycle. Yeah. Run make progress, fight, but then when it's time to rest, rest. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you got to fuel yourself. You got to be rested so you can perform your best. Um, and, and we kind of did this a little backwards, but I, I, I did this intentionally, Jim, I, Deborah really opened this up, but I think what it all comes back to is uh, resilience and persistence. Um, they, they often work yeah. hand in hand. Right. And, and Deborah says, yeah. she says, while resilience refers to bouncing back after enduring a crisis, persistence refers to the ability to steadfastly pursue an objective despite opposition delays yeah. or other disadvantages. When, when I read that this morning, I was like, you know what? I've come to really appreciate recognizing when someone has grit, right? Like that's what, that's yeah. what persistence is to me. Like you're not quitting. We say all the time, you only fail if you quit, right? Like we're going to, we'll, we'll get better. Yeah. At, we'll get better at everything. If we just don't quit, like we've talked about some businesses we that, that we're involved with. It's like, Hey, what's the right decision right now? And I always think, shoot, most people, most people stop right before they have their breakthrough. And that's like, it's very aware uh, to me. So what, what do you have to, to say and add about uh, the terms resilience and, and persistence? Well, you know, I, I think that to me, they're kind of learned skills. I don't think that you are born with resilience or um, persistence, persistency is I think you learn it and you can learn it through adversity, right? Or you can learn it through um, wins. You learn a lot of it through your losses. And, and um, like you said, is if you don't have a vision and, and you get a setback, well, then you just quit because there's no, there's nothing to get you back on track. Yeah. If I'm trying to gain muscle and lose fat or I'm trying to get stronger or whatever it is, and I don't have a goal, as soon as I have a setback, I go, oh, I gained two pounds this week. Well, I just, okay, I guess that didn't work. And, um, and yeah. I just stopped. Well, you know, if I have a goal and I have a vision, it doesn't, you know, like, I've, I'm not sure that I've ever accomplished the goal because I keep on making it bigger. But I, but I also would tell you that I don't accomplish most goals in my uh, time frame, the time frame that I give myself. 
it's normally <laughs> longer. So what if I just said, you know what, I didn't make it within that time frame. I should just quit. Well, it goes back to the, you know, the, and everybody's heard this example, but if I have water and I heat it up to 211 degrees at sea level, what do I have? Just hot water. You've got hot water. Okay. What, what about if I, if I heat it up to 212 degrees? I got boiling water. Well, I got boiling water. I got, I can, I can, I can uh, power a steam engine. And if yeah. I can power a steam engine, I can change the world, right? What One degree. Yeah. So, and what you did. So what, where have you stopped in your life and said, you know what? That didn't work. You know, I bought, I bought a rental home and you know, I had to paint the thing. I had to replace the toilet. I had to do some really, you know, and they didn't pay the rent on time. I had to evict them. So real estate is not for me. Yeah. Well, if that's your attitude or, Hey, I was in business and this business didn't work out. If that's your attitude, then you can't win because the only way you can win is with luck. And time is all the luck you need is, is the time is, is how we win by just not quitting and saying, you know what, man, that one didn't work. Now I know that what doesn't work, Nick, I guess we won't do that again. Right. <laughs> you're just closer to the, you're closer to it's, the more things you find that don't work. You're getting closer to the thing that is going to work. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I had a friend that sold like when he was like in, in college, he sold uh, like vacuums. I can't remember what kind of vacuums they were. Maybe it wasn't Kirby. It was some other one um, door to door. And he always talked about like, I just have a ratio, you know, Tom Hopkins sales <laughs> trainer from the eighties and nineties would talk about this. Yeah. How many no's do I have to get to get a yes? How many failures do I have to get to get a win? Yeah. Well, I don't care what the ratio is. If I don't quit, then I'm going to win every time. Because if yeah. I have to have three losses to get a win, then great. If I have to have 10 losses to get a win, that's still great. Sure. Sure. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, as, as long as you don't let the loss define you. And so to me, persistency is that not ever quitting. And there's a great quote by uh, Calvin Coolidge that talks about it's not genius, it's not talent, it's persistency. Persistency alone is omnipotent. And, and, and I've always believed that, I've always I kept that quote close to me. But then resiliency is the ability to face setbacks and adversity and just not lose your attitude, not lose your identity, not lose your faith your in, in your vision. Don't yeah. lose those things and, and find the lesson in it. Find yeah. the lesson in it and accept it. Yep. That's right. And, and keep your eyes forward. God, God's got our eyes on the front of our head for a good reason. Got our toes pointed forward for a good reason. Um, we just have to keep moving forward. And uh, I think, I think if, if you can take these lessons and 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 put them to work in just one little way each day, they 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 build on each other. That compound effect, right? We talk about a penny doubling every day. Well, you can become pretty stinking bulletproof by putting these things in action every day, because every day you're going to face some level of adversity, resistance, in in, in your life. And the question is, what are you going to do? 
And uh, so I, yeah, I appreciate you sharing all this, Jim. I know you you don't uh, relish sharing uh, your your personal stuff and the the things you're going through down there. You're not looking for uh, handouts and and attention, but you know, I, I really do appreciate that you shared everything. I know the audience appreciates, uh, as well. So, um, any last words of wisdom before we send it out with our good friend? Yeah. You know what? I would say that, um, the one thing that's the hardest one of those things sometimes for us is, and we got to focus on this is that, like you said, accepting help from other people. And this week, uh, you know, there was a great example of that with Nick and Josh coming down and bringing uh, some supplies uh, to the Oliver house and also to Josh's family's house in Punta Gorda. And, you know, you have to accept that. That's sometimes hard. But it, it, if you didn't accept coaching or help from a guide or somebody that just it wants to help you and give you support, if you can't do that, then you're going to be limited in your the, the success that you're going to have. And so, you know, I think that you got to, that, that uh, the points that the author brings up, and that'll be the book that we would recommend this week is you have to have it all. It's all balanced. And again, it's a lot easier to do when you have faith. Yeah. Well, um, listen, thanks a bunch for, for all that. You want to send us out to uh, our good friend, Earl? Yeah, uh, you know, just remember what we're talking about. This whole thing is breaking out of the herd, breaking away. And the first thing you got to do before you do all of this is you got to do what Earl says. And so take it away, Earl. Thank you, Nick, for being with us. And uh, just never forget the strangest secret. Here you go. All right, buddy. Take care. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.